Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. All right, but let's focus on Cape Town for a moment because this is a very, very uh, concerning, concerning story. And as I mentioned, uh, I was involved in a function on Thursday afternoon, starting at four o'clock at uh, at uh, one of the hotels near the waterfront in Cape Town. Many people struggled. Many of our guests struggled to get there. To, to, uh, if some of them were stuck in traffic, some of them were even quite traumatized by some of the things that they had seen. And now we're told that the South African National Taxi Council, st- that the stay away will now take, uh, continue until Wednesday. That's after urgent talks were suspended on Sunday. Uh, it's, uh, it's very worrying, but, what is this even about? Enver Dumini, who is the CEO of Cape Town Tourism. A very, very good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Uh, good morning, Howard. The, you know, obviously the, the, a lot of, some of where I want to go to talk about the impact on tourism. But for our Johannesburg listeners or for anybody that is just a little befuddled by what is going on there, can you give us some context here? Certainly. So there's a current taxi strike happening um, in and across Cape Town um, due to the change of bylaws by the city of Cape Town um, in the compliance with the National Road uh, Traffic Act. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, some vehicles of the taxi operators uh, were impounded last week, um, and this has now resulted in um, the, the uh, taxi associations striking against this uh, impoundment and, and, and um, uh, action taken by the city government. Um, and since then, since Thursday, as you had indicated, um, the tax that gone on strike, that strike now continues. Um, and unfortunately, it's had an, a significant impact, um, not only on citizens and, you know, employment opportunities and getting to and from work, but it's also had a knock-on effect on the travel and tourism sector. And uh, what is that effect? How how has that how has that manifested? Well, I think as you had indicated, um, firstly, if you are a visitor to the destination and you're trying to uh, get to an attraction, an experience, um, unfortunately, with the, the taxi strike, um, unfortunately, that also had because it also became violent and it started affecting other forms of public transport right. and even private transport. Uh-huh. Um, tourists couldn't get to these attractions on time. And what you should be mindful of is that tourists have two uh, pressures. One is money and time. Hmm. And there's always a pressure on the two. So if they don't make it to an attraction um, and they may have saved up their entire life for one trip, they say they can't get up Table Mountain or go to an important meeting. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to miss that opportunity. And it's difficult to kind of make up for that in the limited time that they do have. What you mustn't also forget is, is that taxi strikes also has an impact on people either trying to get to the airport to depart or those arriving to a destination. So you have this knock-on effect um, on, to, on travelers. But also what we mustn't forget is the impact it's having on employment within the sector. I mean, we just come out, we're just coming out of COVID. Um, we are still having to deal with load shedding and having to rebuild the sector, uh, especially around the jobs. And what this means now is, is that, and I've seen it myself, and we've experienced and I've spoken to a lot of the industry players, we've seen a knock-on effect of where um, people cannot get to the to their employment, which means that some um, restaurants couldn't open hmm. for, for service because the shift in the rock-up, the weight is in the rock-up. And again, this has a knock-on effect 
because, again, uh, tourists aren't able to be serviced. It creates also a negative perception about the destination, and we try so hard to rebuild the, the brand of, of, of the city, of the country, um, especially after COVID, especially after the unrest, the floods, etc. And all this is doing is, again, uh, making it a lot more difficult for us to grow a sector that is probably one of the best solutions to unemployment across this country. And we have seen an incredible growth of tourism in the Cape, in the Western Cape. I mean, the figures that I was reading a few weeks ago was was just unbelievable in terms of tourism, in terms of infrastructure growth, in terms of uh, many aspects. Is there a chance, uh, because there has been, there have been, uh, may, I don't know if they're conspiracy theories or rumors, that this is potentially politically motivated to make the Western Cape look not as perfect as, as from our perspective, it has been looking? So, I, unfortunately, I'm not quite um, certain about any form of political um, agendas to make the Cape uh, or Cape Town ungovernable and, mm. and, and, and as well as reputation. I think if you look at, again, the core matters, this is about a taxi strike that has unfortunately become violent. Um, there are people that are using the opportunity, criminals are using the opportunity for nefarious reasons, whether that's attacking uh, uh, people, passengers, or for whatever other agendas. Unfortunately, I'm not in any of those circles. But what I do know is, is that whatever the reason, is that there's a significant impact on the employment within the sector, mm, mm. on passengers, and even if you look at airline crew trying to get to an airport, so they can make sure that people can get back to or get home. Um, you know, it's definitely going to have a negative impact besides the, you know, the, the opportunity cost of people cancelling their trips um, and those actually saying, you know what, I was about to, to book my flight to Cape Town in South Africa. I'm not going to do it on the elsewhere. And those are the, that's the, the impact that we will never know. I was just going to say, and that you can never quantify, can you? The, what, do, what do we know about why talks broke down last night? And uh, do you know if there's any chance that they will resume today? Um, so I'm not sure as to why talks. Uh, and again, uh, just for, for your and your listeners' benefit, Tetan Tourism is a not-for-profit association, so we're not government. Mm. So we don't sit in any of the talks. However, we do work quite closely with government, um, and we collaborate. Um, so I'm not quite sure as to why talks broke down, but the one thing that I am sure of is that talks will continue. And, and we, as, as a tourism sector, also ask for dialogue. I think one thing that you know the taxi industry can learn from us as the tourism sector is, for the last few years now, our, our tour operators have been struggling. Their vehicles have also been impounded from time to time, purely because of a operating license permit issue. National government has decided some time back to centralize um, operating licenses. It used to be done in the provincial level. So that if you want to be a legally registered business as a tour operator, you would need to get an operating license. Unfortunately, with the centralization and the fact that there has been no board set up for the last few years meant that a lot of operators couldn't get their operating license renewed, which in effect meant that technically they were unlicensed. However, they were still operating vehicles, were still um, roadworthy, etc. And as the law enforcement, when they find that the um, license or they were perceived to be unlicensed, um, the vehicle would be impounded, mm. putting mm. tourists on the side of the road. Mm. So for us, what we have been doing for the last few years is engaging constructively with the traffic department, with government, 
um, and with national to ask them guys, can you at least speed up the application process? And what we actually do these days is, is that um, operators drive around with the actual application form that they've made the submission, all the documents that they require to prove that the vehicle and the operating license is still legal from the last operating license, and a copy of the act that was highlighted so that when a traffic official pulls them over, they can show them, mm. here is the situation. And what we do as the industry is we engage with traffic and law enforcement on a regular basis to make sure that even new recruits coming into law enforcement are made aware of the situation. There are times when vehicles are still impounded and it does cost the operating uh, it does cost the operator money to get it um, released, mm-hmm. but also the negative reputation it has when tourists are put on the side of the road. Absolutely. Because of vehicle cannot very damaging. Very, so very damaging. As, as a tourism mm-hmm. industry, we've experienced this first and we continue to do so, but what we do is we try to find constructive dialogue Absolutely. with all parties on an ongoing basis, and hopefully this is something that both parties can learn from us. Absolutely right, and that's where we leave it. Let's hope that it is resolved soon. Enver Dumini, who is the CEO of Cape Town Tourism. It's 7 o'clock. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.